Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to Radio I, your source for printed news and information. This service is intended for listeners who are blind, visually impaired, or have other disabilities that prevent them from reading. All materials are read as written and do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Radio I. For further information about this service, please call 859-422-6390 or visit our website at www.radioi.org. That's www.radioeye.org. Welcome to the reading of the Courier-Journal for Thursday, February 23rd, 2023, which is brought to our Louisville listeners via Louisville Public Media. As a reminder, Radio I is a reading service intended for people who are blind or have other disabilities that make it difficult to read printed material. Your reader for today is Cindy Fraser. Let's begin with the WHAS 11 First Alert Weather Forecast. Today, high 74. Record highs are possible. Tonight, low 32, a few clouds at times. Friday, high 49, low 35, sunny and a lot cooler. Saturday, high 54, low 42, showers mainly south. Sunday, high 59, low 52, less clouds. Monday, high 67, low 42, showers and storms likely. Tuesday, high 56, low 43, mostly sunny and windy. Again, very warm air for this time of year will be situated along our area through today. Today's record high temperature is 76, but we will likely warm just below that number. Expect cool air Friday. Most of the weekend will bring dry and above normal temperatures. The only issue will be for a passing low pressure that will bring light rain showers throughout Saturday. The Almanac for Louisville through 4 p.m. Wednesday. Temperature, high 76, low 47. Normal high, 50. Normal low, 33. The record high was 76 in 2023. The record low, minus 2 in 1963. Precipitation for the 24 hours through 4 p.m. Wednesday, 0.16 inches. Month to date, 2.28 inches. Normal month to date, 2.57 inches. Year to date, 7.64 inches. Normal year to date, 5.96 inches. Snowfall for the 24 hours through 4 p.m. Wednesday, 0. Month to date, trace. Normal month to date, 3.4 inches. Season to date, 5.9 inches. Normal season to date, 10.5 inches. Air quality, yesterday was good and today will be good. The sun and moon cycles. Thursday, sunrise, 7.24 a.m. Sunset, 6.30 p.m. Moonrise, 9.26 a.m. Moonset, 10.42 p.m. Friday, sunrise, 7.22 a.m. Sunset, 6.31 p.m. Moonrise, 9.53 a.m. Moonset, 11.50 p.m. The first quarter of the moon will be February 27th. The full moon, March 7th. The last quarter, March 14th, and the new moon will be March 21st. Weather history. A blizzard on February 23, 1936, in Donner Pass, California, trapped more than 750 motorists. Seven died. 
the automobile made travel through the western mountains less hazardous, but it was still dangerous. Now let's turn to the front page. The center of the front page includes a photo montage entitled Ceremony Marks Beginning of Lent. The largest photo is of parishioners praying during the Ash Wednesday ceremony at the Cathedral of the Assumption in Louisville on Wednesday. The individuals shown in the photos have the sign of the cross marked in ashes on their foreheads. Another photo shows Archbishop Shelton Fabra placing ashes on the forehead of Ron Ray at the Ash Wednesday service at the Cathedral of the Assumption in Louisville. And the final photo shows parishioners greeting Fabra after the event Wednesday. There is no accompanying article. Our first article from the front page is entitled, Kentucky Senate District 19, Armstrong Captures Vacant Seat. Democrat receives 77% of vote in special election. By Joe Sanka. Louisville Metro Councilwoman Cassie Chambers Armstrong will now be heading to work in Frankfurt, winning her special election Tuesday for the vacant District 19 seat in the Kentucky Senate. Armstrong, a Democrat, won with 77% of the vote, defeating Republican Misty Glynn, who had lost a race for the Jefferson County Board of Election last fall. The seat was vacated by Morgan McGarvey, a Democrat who won his race for Kentucky's 3rd Congressional District in November after serving 10 years in the state Senate, including four as his party's minority leader. An assistant law professor at the University of Louisville, Armstrong has served just more than two years on the Metro Council. Armstrong will be part of the Democrats' minority of seven members in the state Senate, where Republicans hold 30 seats, Another vacancy to fill the seat of departed GOP Senator Ralph Alvardo in District 28 will take place May 16, the day of the statewide primary election for constitutional offices. In a statement on her victory, Armstrong said she was honored that the voters have entrusted me to go to the state Senate to stand up for our values and work to solve the problems facing our Commonwealth. Every day we see headlines about the majority in the General Assembly attacking LGBTQ youth, continuing to starve our public schools and the children that rely on them, and writing laws that put women's lives at risk, Armstrong said. There is an urgent need for change in Frankfurt, and I'm grateful that the voters of the 19th Senate District have given me the chance to fight for them. Under statute, Armstrong can be sworn into the Senate after the State Board of Elections certifies her victory, which usually takes a week. This means she would be able to participate in the rest of the Kentucky General Assembly's 2023 legislative session, which ends in late March. The Senate district Armstrong will serve is heavily Democratic, with more than 60% of registered voters in the district being registered with the party and 65% of the district voting for President Joe Biden in the 2020 election. In a statement celebrating her victory, Kentucky Democratic Party Chairman Coleman Eldridge said Armstrong has stood with working families her entire career, and on Tuesday, they stood with her to make sure they keep a state senator who delivers for our families, fights for public education, and an economy that works for every Kentuckian. This article is accompanied by a photo of Armstrong. Our final article from the front page is entitled, AEDs in School, Measure Seeks to Increase Funding. Legislators Aim to Boost Access to Life-Saving Tools. By Stephanie Kuzidim, from Frankfort, Kentucky. Unfunded Mandate. There the words Representative Kim Moser, Republican from Taylor Mill, has heard before in her push to get life-saving automated external defibrillators into schools. That's why Moser is working to amend a new AED bill already filed, one that's different from the past two she's introduced. This time, the bill would add a trust fund provision, which would accept donations. Grants from the fund could then be issued to schools to purchase AEDs. Or, if the state decides to appropriate Moser said during a Tuesday news conference at the Capitol Annex, we're not asking for that right now. The cost would amount to about $1,000 per AED. A preventable situation. Moser is teaming with Democrat Ruth Ann Palumbo from Lexington, who introduced House Bill 331 last week, 
which proposes an amendment to an existing state law that requires schools to have emergency response plans and emergency response drills. It's needed in Kentucky and will save lives, Palumbo said. I'm so sorry to the families who suffered great loss. Moser, who is the committee chair for the House Health Services Committee, said this bill is her top priority. She said once the bill is picked up by a committee, a substitute bill with updated language regarding the trust fund and enforcement measures will be introduced. Sudden cardiac arrest is a leading cause of death for high school athletes. For every minute an AED isn't applied, the chance of survival decreases by 10%. It's a heartbreak no family should have to endure, Moser said. It's a preventable situation. Moser filed AED bills in past sessions, House Bill 278 in 2018 and House Bill 252 in 2017. Spreading awareness about sudden cardiac arrest. Matthew and Jean Jr.'s family was at the Capitol on Tuesday, along with Cameron Baton's family, to speak to the importance of an AED bill this legislative session. Matt and Cameron both collapsed on Northern Kentucky sports sidelines that were not equipped with an AED, 10 years apart. The Mangine family recently settled a wrongful death lawsuit with the Diocese of Covington and St. Elizabeth Healthcare regarding the lack of an AED being used on Matt. No AED was used on Matt until EMS arrived, about 12 minutes after his collapse. Bills have been filed in state legislatures across America calling for AEDs, including in Indiana and Pennsylvania, following the collapse of Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin during an NFL game in January. The Batsons and Mangines both started nonprofits in honor of their son. Cameron's cause works to spread awareness about sudden cardiac arrest and CPR, as well as providing AEDs. Logan Batson, Cameron's little brother, spoke to a crowd of nearly a dozen reporters. Unfortunately, there's an important member of our family that couldn't be here today, Logan said. The Matthew Mangine Jr. Foundation is also focused on sudden cardiac arrest and providing AEDs to schools. It also trains coaches and athletes. Through the support of athletic trainers and an athletic director, the foundation has trained more than 700 coaches, athletes, and teachers at Taylor High School, a school in Greater Cincinnati. Every sport at Taylor requires a hands-on refresher training for the coaches who are already CPR AED certified before the season starts, Matthew Mangine Sr. said Tuesday. The cost of this is zero. We hope that all schools in Kentucky implement education programs that mimic programs similar to this. This article is accompanied by photos, one of Representative Ruth Ann Palumbo, Democrat from Lexington, and Representative Kim Moser, Republican from Taylor Mill, at a news conference on Tuesday to announce that they are joining forces on an AED bill, which is House Bill 331. Another shows Matthew Mangine pausing while speaking about the need for AEDs on the sidelines, while standing with his son, Joseph, and his wife, Kim, during a news conference in Frankfurt on Tuesday. Mangine's son, Matthew Mangine Jr., died after collapsing June 16, 2020, during soccer conditioning at St. Henry District High in Erlanger. And another photo shows Logan Batson discussing the need for AEDs while standing next to a photo of his brother. Batson's brother Cameron died after collapsing October 6, 2010, while playing soccer at Scott High School. Now let's turn to page two where an item is entitled, McClellan to be First Black Woman to Represent Virginia in Congress, by Sarah Rankin of the Associated Press, from Richmond, Virginia. Virginia voters on Tuesday elected Democrat Jennifer McClellan, a veteran state legislator from Richmond, to fill an open seat in the U.S. House of Representatives, where she will make history as the first black woman to represent the state in Congress. We will make this Commonwealth and this country a better place for everyone, McClellan said in a victory speech at a party with supporters in Richmond. I am ready to get to work. McClellan, 50, prevailed over right-wing Republican nominee Leon Benjamin in the special election for the blue-leaning 4th District, which has its population center in the capital city and stretches south to the North Carolina border. The seat was open after the death of Democratic-Republican Donald McEachin, who died in November following a long fight with the secondary effects of colorectal cancer. 
McClellan's election won't change the balance of power in the U.S. House, which Republicans narrowly control. Historical. Had to be part of it, voter Rashida Mitchell said of the ballot she cast for McClellan on Tuesday afternoon. She's done great things for the city of Richmond, for the Commonwealth as a whole. Prior to Tuesday, only 22 states had ever elected a black woman to Congress, according to a recent Pew Research Center analysis of historical records. McClellan said breaking that barrier in Virginia carries extra weight because of her family's history in the Jim Crow South. Her father's grandfather had to take a literacy test and find three white people to vouch for him just to be able to register to vote, said McClellan, a native of Central Virginia. Her grandfather and father paid poll taxes, and her mother, now 90, didn't vote until after the Voting Rights Act of 1965. McClellan pledged in her speech Tuesday night to serve as a unifier. We can prove that when we come together and we care more about doing the work and solving the problems and sound bites in the show, that we can help people, she said. She opened her remarks with a remembrance of McEachin. His widow, Richmond prosecutor Colette McEachin, was among a number of high-profile endorsers of McClellan as she campaigned for and handily secured the party's nomination for the race. The contest between McClellan and Benjamin, a pastor and Navy veteran who, as a commentator, has espoused conspiracy theories about the coronavirus pandemic and voter fraud, was not seen as competitive, though McClellan said she took nothing for granted. She campaigned and fundraised amid the ongoing General Assembly session. The two did not meet for a debate, and McClellan focused her message on her legislative record rather than highlighting Benjamin's positions. This article is accompanied by a photo of Representative-elect Jennifer McClellan speaking Tuesday after winning the special election for Virginia's 4th Congressional District House seat. Our next article is entitled, Louisville PD Officers Gun Discharges, Wounding Two, from the Associated Press. Two teenagers were wounded when a Louisville Metro Police officer's gun discharged while he was responding to a complaint that a group of juveniles had entered a vacant garage in what was believed to be a stolen car, authorities said. When officers arrived Monday evening, they drew their weapons, quote, due to multiple unknown threats, end quote, and a short time later, the garage door opened and several teens ran out, according to a news release from Louisville Police Interim Chief Jacqueline Gwynne Villarol. As one officer tried to detain the suspects, his service weapon discharged one bullet, the release says, the discharge is believed to have been unintentional. Three teens fled and a fourth was apprehended, though that person refused to answer questions, police said. It wasn't clear that anyone was injured until about an hour later when Norton Children's Hospital informed officers that a teenage boy had arrived with a gunshot wound, police said. As officers responded there, the department was told another teenage boy had arrived at a different downtown hospital with a gunshot wound. The boys gave conflicting statements about their wounds and both denied being at the garage earlier, but police said they connected them by reviewing body camera footage and other evidence. The name of the officer wasn't released. He wasn't injured, but has been placed on an administrative leave. Louisville Mayor Craig Greenberg said in a statement that the city is, quote, committed to transparency in this process and will provide more details to the public as the investigation progresses, end quote. The wounded teens have been released from the hospital. No charges have yet been filed. Now let's turn to the weekend section for an item entitled Fish Friday. Here are 12 plus must-try Louisville spots to get fish for Lent by Gage Reed. It's fried fish season. If you're looking for fish outside the church setting, here are some Louisville area restaurants where you can get your fill during Lent 2023. Each offers a variety of dine-in, carry-out, or drive-through options. Barn 8 Restaurant and Bourbon Bar What? Utilizing ingredients grown on the 683-acre farm, Chef Seth Kinder introduces dishes that tell a story from farm to table. The menu at Barn 8 Restaurant and Bourbon Bar offers white riverence trout, red snapper, and black risotto. Where? 10,500 West Highway 42, Goshen. When? Wednesday through Saturday, 5 to 10 p.m., Sunday, 4 to 9 p.m. More information? Additional specials and dishes may be available through Lent. 
Check social media for details. Hermitagefarm.com Bonefish Grill What? Bonefish Grill is offering a new seasonal favorite Baja Scallop and Shrimp Scampi Pasta. Tender bay scallops tossed with shrimp and a garlic scampi sauce. Topped with fresh tomatoes over linguine. Also, Alaskan Sablefish, a.k.a. Black Cod, a delicacy that many liken to sea bass. Topped with creamy spinach and jumbo lump crab. Served with a choice of two signature sides. Where? 657 South Hurstburn Parkway. When? Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. More information? 502-412-4666 or bonefishgrill.com Brown Hotel What? The Brown Hotel's lobby bar is offering several menu options that would be great for Lent, including the shrimp and grits featuring Gulf shrimp, Weisenberger grits, local cheddar cheese, pepper and scallion crudo with Creole sauce, a seared scallops with parsnip puree, Swiss chard, mushrooms, zucchini, bacon, pepadu, and herb oil, verlasso salmon with whipped potatoes, broccolini, pesto and tomato fennel coolis, and their veggie dish with Frondosa Farms mushrooms, garlic roasted zucchini and squash, braised quinoa, tomato coolis, basil pesto with crisp potato strings. Where? 335 West Broadway. When? Sunday through Thursday, 5 to 9 p.m. for dinner. Their late night menu is offered from 9 to 11 p.m. The bar is open from 4 to 11 p.m. More information, brownhotel.com. Culver's. What? The Midwest-based chain is serving a Northwoods walleye dinner, hand-battered and golden fried, butterfly jumbo shrimp dinner, lightly breaded shrimp served with their own special recipe cocktail sauce, a lemon wedge. Both are served with two sides. Also, North Atlantic cod dinner, hand-cut, hand-battered, and golden fried, served with a classic Culver's family recipe tartar sauce featuring olives, capers, and sweet relish, your choice of two classic sides and a dinner roll. Where? 4630 South Hurstbourne Parkway, 11801 Interchange Drive, 1555 Veterans Parkway, Jefferson, Indiana, 240 Federal Drive, Corydon, Indiana. When? Hours vary. For more information, Culver's.com. Cunningham's Creekside. What? Cunningham's is known for its hand-breaded cod fried to a golden brown. It also serves grilled whitefish, shrimp, salmon, pan-fried oysters, and more. Where? 6301 River Road, Prospect, Kentucky. When? Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. More information? Dine in or carry out. 502-228-3625 or CunninghamCreekside.com The Fishery. What? This seafood restaurant in St. Matthews offers a variety of meals ranging from its signature Icelandic cod to clams, catfish, and shrimp. Also, crab cakes, lobster rolls, salmon croquettes, and more. Where? 3624 Lexington Road. When? Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. More information. Dine in, carry out, and curbside pickup. 502-895-1188. TheFisheryKY.com The Fish House Cafe Beignet. What? This seafood restaurant serves fish platters, sandwiches, New Orleans-style beignets, and weekend breakfast. Where? 1310 Winter Avenue. When? Fish House, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., Saturday, 8 a.m. to 9 p.m., Sunday, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., Café Beignet, Saturday, 8 a.m. to noon, and Sunday, noon to 2 p.m. More information. Dine in, carry out, and curbside pickup. 502-568-2993. FishHouseLouisville.com The Hungry Pelican. What? The family-owned homestyle restaurant is known for its fresh seafood. It hand-cuts and hand-breads most items on its menu, rolled oysters and whitefish. It also offers Boston Scrod, 
shrimp, snowfish, crab cakes, rolled oysters, New England clam chowder, and more. Where? 5412 Bardstown Road. When? Monday through Thursday, 11.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11.30 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. Sunday, 11.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. More information. Dine in and carry out. 502-239-7145. HungryPelicanLou.com Kingfish. What? This locally owned and operated seafood restaurant since 1948 offers a variety of seafood, including fish, shrimp, crab cakes, scallops, clams, frog legs, tilapia, cod, scrod, salmon, and more. Where? 3021 River Road, 601 West Riverside Drive, Jeffersonville, Indiana. When? Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Zorn, Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Indiana. More information. Dine in and carry out. 502-895-0544-812-284-3474 or kingfishrestaurants.com. Long John Silver's. What? The nation's largest quick-service seafood restaurant since 1969 is serving its classic fried fish and chips, wild Alaska pollock, shrimp, and Pacific cod. Long John Silver's also has grilled seafood options and $6 shrimp baskets, grilled popcorn and batter dip shrimp, with one side and hush puppies, fried. Where? Multiple locations. When? Hours vary. More information, ljsilvers.com. Mike Linigs. What? Serving seafood since 1925, Mike Linigs is famous for its large fish sandwich. The fish may be ordered individually with french fries and coleslaw on the side, or as a platter with a little bit of everything, including salmon, oysters, shrimp, scallops, cod, crab cakes, alligator, and frog legs. For those who don't want fried food, there's grilled salmon and tilapia. Where? 9308 Cane Run Road. When? Tuesday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Friday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday, noon to 9 p.m. More information? Dine in and carry out. 502-937-9888 502-937-9888 1235 or mike Moby Dick. What? The family-owned seafood restaurant opened in 1967 and is one of Louisville's fast food favorites. The best value, whale of a sandwich, features two North Atlantic cod fillets, hand-breaded and cracker meal breading. The top seller is the box for two with four North Atlantic cod fillets, fries, and two hush puppies. Moby Dick also serves baked fish, clams, and shrimp. Onion rings are hand-cut, hand-breaded in cracker meal, and made to order. Plus, you can order sides, including breaded mushrooms and cauliflower, coleslaw, hush puppies, and more. Where? Multiple locations. When? Hours vary. More information? Hours, menu availability, and pricing varies by restaurant. MobyDickRestaurants.com North of Bourbon. What? Chef Lawrence Weeks puts his unique spin on dishes from across the Deep South, including plenty of seafood and vegetarian options. During lunch, all the salads are vegetarian, including a vegan Caesar or choose from catfish nuggets, shrimp po'boys, catfish po'boys, shrimp and grits, or the bourbon grilled cheese. In the evenings, the crab fondue, mushroom manier, seafood clemenceau, crab rice dressing, and shrimp yakaman. Where? 935 Gross Avenue. When? Tuesday to Thursday, 11.30 a.m. to midnight. Friday and Saturday, 11.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. Sunday, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Additional specials are planned throughout the Lenten season. Check social media. Reservations are available at opentable.com. That's all the time we have for now. 
We'll come back and read about a few more fish restaurants in our second sections. This concludes readings for the first section of the Courier-Journal for Thursday, February 23, 2023. Stay tuned for the Metro section to follow immediately. Your reader has been Cindy Fraser. This is Tom Lewis, the new Executive Director at Radio Eye. I feel thrilled and blessed to join the Radio Eye team, and I'm so excited to be part of what the future holds for us. And I do mean us. As a listener, you are an integral part of the Radio Eye team. What we do, we do for you. We strive to inform you and hopefully enrich your life in the process. So we sincerely want your input. I'd love to hear from you. If you have programming feedback or ideas, please feel free to email me at tom.lewis at radioi.org or call 859-422-6390. Thanks. Welcome to the reading of the Courier-Journal for Thursday, February 23rd, 2023, which is brought to our Louisville listeners via Louisville Public Media. As a reminder, Radio I is a reading service intended for people who are blind or have other disabilities that make it difficult to read printed material. Your reader for today is Cindy Fraser. Let's begin with the WHAS 11 First Alert weather forecast. Today, high 74. Record highs are possible. Tonight, low 32. A few clouds at times. Friday, high 49, low 35. Sunny and a lot cooler. Saturday, high 54, low 42. Showers, mainly south. Sunday, high 59, low 52. Less clouds. Monday, high 67, low 42. Showers and storms likely. Tuesday, high 56, low 43. Mostly sunny and windy. Again, very warm air for this time of year will be situated along our area through today. Today's record high temperature is 76, but we will likely warm just below that number. Expect cool air Friday. Most of the weekend will bring dry and above normal temperatures. The only issue will be for a passing low pressure that will bring light rain showers throughout Saturday. The Almanac for Louisville through 4 p.m. Wednesday. Temperature, high 76, low 47. Normal high, 50. Normal low, 33. The record high was 76 in 2023. The record low, minus 2 in 1963. Precipitation, for the 24 hours through 4 p.m. Wednesday, 0.16 inches. Month to date, 2.28 inches. Normal month to date, 2.57 inches. Year to date, 7.64 inches. Normal year to date, 5.96 inches. Snowfall for the 24 hours through 4 p.m. Wednesday, zero. Month to date, trace. Normal month to date, 3.4 inches. Season to date, 5.9 inches. Normal season to date, 10.5 inches. Air quality yesterday was good and today will be good. The sun and moon cycles. Thursday, sunrise 7.24 a.m. Sunset 6.30 p.m. Moonrise 9.26 a.m. Moonset 10.42 p.m. Friday, sunrise 7.22 a.m. Sunset, 6.31 p.m. Moonrise, 9.53 a.m. Moonset, 11.50 p.m. The first quarter of the moon will be February 27th. The full moon, March 7th. The last quarter, March 14th. And the new moon will be March 21st. Weather history. A blizzard on February 23rd, 1936 in Donner Pass, California, trapped more than 750 motorists. Seven died. The automobile made travel through the western mountains less hazardous, but it was still dangerous. Now let's turn to the front page. 
The center of the front page includes a photo montage entitled Ceremony Marks Beginning of Lent. The largest photo is of parishioners praying during the Ash Wednesday ceremony at the Cathedral of the Assumption in Louisville on Wednesday. The individuals shown in the photos have the sign of the cross marked in ashes on their foreheads. Another photo shows Archbishop Shelton Fabre placing ashes on the forehead of Ron Ray at the Ash Wednesday service at the Cathedral of the Assumption in Louisville. And the final photo shows parishioners greeting Fabre after the event Wednesday. There is no accompanying article. Our first article from the front page is entitled, Kentucky Senate District 19, Armstrong Captures Vacant Seat. Democrat Receives 77% of Vote in Special Election by Joe Sanka. Louisville Metro Councilwoman Cassie Chambers Armstrong will now be heading to work in Frankfurt, winning her special election Tuesday for the vacant District 19 seat in the Kentucky Senate. Armstrong, a Democrat, won with 77% of the vote, defeating Republican Misty Glynn, who had lost a race for the Jefferson County Board of Election last fall. The seat was vacated by Morgan McGarvey, a Democrat who won his race for Kentucky's 3rd Congressional District in November after serving 10 years in the state Senate, including four as his party's minority leader. An assistant law professor at the University of Louisville, Armstrong has served just more than two years on the Metro Council. Armstrong will be part of the Democrats' minority of seven members in the state Senate, where Republicans hold 30 seats another vacancy to fill the seat of departed GOP Senator Ralph Alvardo in District 28 will take place May 16, the day of the statewide primary election for constitutional offices. In a statement on her victory, Armstrong said she was honored that the voters have entrusted me to go to the state Senate to stand up for our values and work to solve the problems facing our Commonwealth. Every day we see headlines about the majority in the General Assembly attacking LGBTQ youth, continuing to starve our public schools and the children that rely on them, and writing laws that put women's lives at risk, Armstrong said. There is an urgent need for change in Frankfurt, and I'm grateful that the voters of the 19th Senate District have given me the chance to fight for them. Under statute, Armstrong can be sworn into the Senate after the State Board of Elections certifies her victory, which usually takes a week. This means she would be able to participate in the rest of the Kentucky General Assembly's 2023 legislative session, which ends in late March. The Senate District Armstrong will serve is heavily Democratic, with more than 60% of registered voters in the district being registered with the party and 65% of the district voting for President Joe Biden in the 2020 election. In a statement celebrating her victory, Kentucky Democratic Party Chairman Coleman Eldridge said Armstrong has stood with working families her entire career, and on Tuesday, they stood with her to make sure they keep a state senator who delivers for our families, fights for public education, and an economy that works for every Kentuckian. This article is accompanied by a photo of Armstrong. Our final article from the front page is entitled, AEDs in School, Measure Seeks to Increase Funding. Legislators Aim to Boost Access to Life-Saving Tools. By Stephanie Kuzidim from Frankfort, Kentucky. Unfunded Mandate. There the words Representative Kim Moser, Republican from Taylor Mill, has heard before in her push to get life-saving automated external defibrillators into schools. That's why Moser is working to amend a new AED bill already filed, one that's different from the past two she's introduced. This time, the bill would add a trust fund provision, which would accept donations. Grants from the fund could then be issued to schools to purchase AEDs. Or, if the state decides to appropriate Moser said during a Tuesday news conference at the Capitol Annex, we're not asking for that right now. The cost would amount to about $1,000 per AED. A preventable situation. Moser is teaming with Democrat Ruth Ann Palumbo from Lexington, who introduced House Bill 331 last week, which proposes an amendment to an existing state law that requires schools to have emergency response plans and emergency response drills. It's needed in Kentucky and will save lives, Palumbo said. I'm so sorry to the families who suffered great loss. 
Moser, who is the committee chair for the House Health Services Committee, said this bill is her top priority. She said once the bill is picked up by a committee, a substitute bill with updated language regarding the trust fund and enforcement measures will be introduced. Sudden cardiac arrest is the leading cause of death for high school athletes. For every minute an AED isn't applied, the chance of survival decreases by 10%. It's a heartbreak no family should have to endure, Moser said. It's a preventable situation. Moser filed AED bills in past sessions, House Bill 278 in 2018 and House Bill 252 in 2017. Spreading awareness about sudden cardiac arrest. Matthew and Jean Jr.'s family was at the Capitol on Tuesday, along with Cameron Vuitton's family, to speak to the importance of an AED bill this legislative session. Matt and Cameron both collapsed on Northern Kentucky sports sidelines that were not equipped with an AED, 10 years apart. The Mangine family recently settled a wrongful death lawsuit with the Diocese of Covington and St. Elizabeth Healthcare regarding the lack of an AED being used on Matt. No AED was used on Matt until EMS arrived, about 12 minutes after his collapse. Bills have been filed in state legislatures across America calling for AEDs, including in Indiana and Pennsylvania, following the collapse of Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin during an NFL game in January. The Batsons and Mangines both started nonprofits in honor of their son. Cameron's cause works to spread awareness about sudden cardiac arrest and CPR, as well as providing AEDs. Logan Batson, Cameron's little brother, spoke to a crowd of nearly a dozen reporters. Unfortunately, there's an important member of our family that couldn't be here today, Logan said. The Matthew Mangine Jr. Foundation is also focused on sudden cardiac arrest and providing AEDs to schools. It also trains coaches and athletes. Through the support of athletic trainers and an athletic director, the foundation has trained more than 700 coaches, athletes, and teachers at Taylor High School, a school in Greater Cincinnati. Every sport at Taylor requires a hands-on refresher training for the coaches who are already CPR AED certified before the season starts, Matthew Mangine Sr. said Tuesday. The cost of this is zero. We hope that all schools in Kentucky implement education programs that mimic programs similar to this. This article is accompanied by photos, one of Representative Ruth Ann Palumbo, Democrat from Lexington, and Representative Kim Moser, Republican from Taylor Mill, at a news conference on Tuesday to announce that they are joining forces on an AED bill, which is House Bill 331. Another shows Matthew Mangine pausing while speaking about the need for AEDs on the sidelines, while standing with his son, Joseph, and his wife, Kim, during a news conference in Frankfurt on Tuesday. Mangine's son, Matthew Mangine Jr., died after collapsing June 16, 2020, during soccer conditioning at St. Henry District High in Erlanger. And another photo shows Logan Batson discussing the need for AEDs while standing next to a photo of his brother. Batson's brother Cameron died after collapsing October 6, 2010, while playing soccer at Scott High School. Now let's turn to page two, where an item is entitled, McClellan to be first black woman to represent Virginia in Congress, by Sarah Rankin of the Associated Press from Richmond, Virginia. Virginia voters on Tuesday elected Democrat Jennifer McClellan, a veteran state legislator from Richmond, to fill an open seat in the U.S. House of Representatives, where she will make history as the first black woman to represent the state in Congress. We will make this Commonwealth and this country a better place for everyone, McClellan said in a victory speech at a party with supporters in Richmond. I am ready to get to work. McClellan, 50, prevailed over right-wing Republican nominee Leon Benjamin in the special election for the blue-leaning 4th District, which has its population center in the capital city and stretches south to the North Carolina border. The seat was open after the death of Democratic-Republican Donald McEachin, who died in November following a long fight with the secondary effects of colorectal cancer. McClellan's election won't change the balance of power in the U.S. House, which Republicans narrowly control. Historical. Had to be part of it, voter Rashida Mitchell said of the ballot she cast for McClellan on Tuesday afternoon. She's done great things for the city of Richmond, for the Commonwealth as a whole.
Prior to Tuesday, only 22 states had ever elected a black woman to Congress, according to a recent Pew Research Center analysis of historical records. McClellan said breaking that barrier in Virginia carries extra weight because of her family's history in the Jim Crow South. Her father's grandfather had to take a literacy test and find three white people to vouch for him just to be able to register to vote, said McClellan, a native of central Virginia. Her grandfather and father paid poll taxes, and her mother, now 90, didn't vote until after the Voting Rights Act of 1965. McClellan pledged in her speech Tuesday night to serve as a unifier. We can prove that when we come together and we care more about doing the work and solving the problems and sound bites in the show, that we can help people, she said. She opened her remarks with a remembrance of McEachin. His widow, Richmond prosecutor Colette McEachin, was among a number of high-profile endorsers of McClellan as she campaigned for and handily secured the party's nomination for the race. The contest between McClellan and Benjamin, a pastor and Navy veteran who, as a commentator, has espoused conspiracy theories about the coronavirus pandemic and voter fraud, was not seen as competitive, though McClellan said she took nothing for granted. She campaigned and fundraised amid the ongoing General Assembly session. The two did not meet for a debate, and McClellan focused her message on her legislative record rather than highlighting Benjamin's positions. This article is accompanied by a photo of Representative-elect Jennifer McClellan speaking Tuesday after winning the special election for Virginia's 4th Congressional District House seat. Our next article is entitled, Louisville PD Officers Gun Discharges, Wounding Two, from the Associated Press. Two teenagers were wounded when a Louisville Metro Police officer's gun discharged while he was responding to a complaint that a group of juveniles had entered a vacant garage in what was believed to be a stolen car, authorities said. When officers arrived Monday evening, they drew their weapons, quote, due to multiple unknown threats, end quote, and a short time later, the garage door opened and several teens ran out, according to a news release from Louisville Police Interim Chief Jacqueline Gwynn Villarol. As one officer tried to detain the suspects, his service weapon discharged one bullet, the release says. The discharge is believed to have been unintentional. Three teens fled and a fourth was apprehended, though that person refused to answer questions, police said. It wasn't clear that anyone was injured until about an hour later when Norton Children's Hospital informed officers that a teenage boy had arrived with a gunshot wound, police said. As officers responded there, the department was told another teenage boy had arrived at a different downtown hospital with a gunshot wound. The boys gave conflicting statements about their wounds and both denied being at the garage earlier, but police said they connected them by reviewing body camera footage and other evidence. The name of the officer wasn't released. He wasn't injured, but has been placed on an administrative leave. Louisville Mayor Craig Greenberg said in a statement that the city is, quote, committed to transparency in this process and will provide more details to the public as the investigation progresses, end quote. The wounded teens have been released from the hospital. No charges have yet been filed. Now let's turn to the weekend section for an item entitled Fish Friday. Here are 12 plus must-try Louisville spots to get fish for Lent by Gage Reed. It's fried fish season. If you're looking for fish outside the church setting, here are some Louisville area restaurants where you can get your fill during Lent 2023. Each offers a variety of dine-in, carry-out, or drive-through options. Barn 8 Restaurant and Bourbon Bar What? Utilizing ingredients grown on the 683-acre farm, Chef Seth Kinder introduces dishes that tell a story from farm to table. The menu at Barn 8 Restaurant and Bourbon Bar offers white riverence trout, red snapper, and black risotto. Where? 10,500 West Highway 42, Goshen. When? Wednesday through Saturday, 5 to 10 p.m., Sunday, 4 to 9 p.m. More information? Additional specials and dishes may be available through Lent. Check social media for details. Hermitagefarm.com Bonefish Grill What? Bonefish Grill is offering a new seasonal favorite Baja Scallop and Shrimp Scampi Pasta Tender base scallops tossed with shrimp in a garlic scampi sauce, topped with fresh tomatoes over linguine. 
Also, Alaskan sablefish, aka black cod, a delicacy that many liken to sea bass, topped with creamy spinach and jumbo lump crab, served with a choice of two signature sides. Where? 657 South Hurstburn Parkway. When? Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. More information, 502-412-4666 or bonefishgrill.com. Brown Hotel. What? The Brown Hotel's lobby bar is offering several menu options that would be great for Lent, including the shrimp and grits featuring Gulf shrimp, Weisenberger grits, local cheddar cheese, pepper and scallion crudo with Creole sauce, a seared scallops with parsnip puree, Swiss chard, mushrooms, zucchini, bacon, pepadou, and herb oil, verlasso salmon with whipped potatoes, broccolini, pesto and tomato fennel coolis, and their veggie dish with Frondosa Farms mushrooms, garlic roasted zucchini and squash, braised quinoa, tomato coolis, basil pesto with crisp potato strings. Where? 335 West Broadway. When? Sunday through Thursday, 5 to 9 p.m. for dinner. Their late night menu is offered from 9 to 11 p.m. The bar is open from 4 to 11 p.m. More information, brownhotel.com. Culver's. What? The Midwest-based chain is serving a Northwoods walleye dinner, hand-battered and golden-fried, butterfly jumbo shrimp dinner, lightly breaded shrimp served with their own special recipe cocktail sauce, a lemon wedge. Both are served with two sides. Also, North Atlantic cod dinner, hand-cut, hand-battered, and golden-fried, served with a classic Culver's family recipe tartar sauce featuring olives, capers, and sweet relish, your choice of two classic sides and a dinner roll. Where? 4630 South Hurstbourne Parkway, 11801 Interchange Drive, 1555 Veterans Parkway, Jefferson, Indiana, 240 Federal Drive, Corydon, Indiana. When? Hours vary. For more information, culvers.com. Cunningham's Creekside. What? Cunningham's is known for its hand-breaded cod fried to a golden brown. It also serves grilled whitefish, shrimp, salmon, pan-fried oysters, and more. Where? 6301 River Road, Prospect, Kentucky. When? Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. More information? Dine in or carry out. 502-228-3625 or CunninghamCreekside.com. The Fishery. What? This seafood restaurant in St. Matthews offers a variety of meals, ranging from its signature Icelandic cod to clams, catfish, and shrimp. Also, crab cakes, lobster rolls, salmon croquettes, and more. Where? 3624 Lexington Road. When? Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. More information, dine-in, carry-out, and curbside pickup, 502-895-1188, thefisherykay.com. The Fish House Cafe Beignet. What? This seafood restaurant serves fish platters, sandwiches, New Orleans-style beignets, and weekend breakfast. Where? 1310 Winter Avenue. When? Fish House, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., Saturday, 8 a.m. to 9 p.m., Sunday, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., Café Beignet, Saturday, 8 a.m. to noon, and Sunday, noon to 2 p.m. More information, dine-in, carry-out, and curbside pickup, 502-568-2993, fishhouselouisville.com. The Hungry Pelican. What? The family-owned homestyle restaurant is known for its fresh seafood. It hand-cuts and hand-breads most items on its menu, rolled oysters and whitefish. It also offers Boston scrod, shrimp, snowfish, crab cakes, rolled oysters, New England clam chowder, and more. Where? 5412 Bardstown Road. When? Monday through Thursday, 11.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11.30 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. 
Sunday, 11.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. More information, dine in and carry out, 502-239-7145, hungrypelicanloo.com. Kingfish, what? This locally owned and operated seafood restaurant since 1948 offers a variety of seafood, including fish, shrimp, crab cakes, scallops, clams, frog legs, tilapia, cod, scrod, salmon, and more. Where? 3021 River Road, 601 West Riverside Drive, Jeffersonville, Indiana. When? Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Zorn, Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Indiana. More information, dine in and carry out, 502-895-0544, 812-284-3474, or kingfishrestaurants.com. Long John Silver's, what? The nation's largest quick-service seafood restaurant since 1969 is serving its classic fried fish and chips, wild Alaska pollock, shrimp, and Pacific cod. Long John Silver's also has grilled seafood options and $6 shrimp baskets, grilled popcorn and batter dip shrimp, with one side and hush puppies, fried. Where? Multiple locations. When? Hours vary. More information? ljsilvers.com. Mike Linnigs. What? Serving seafood since 1925, Mike Linnigs is famous for its large fish sandwich. The fish may be ordered individually with french fries and coleslaw on the side, or as a platter with a little bit of everything, including salmon, oysters, shrimp, scallops, cod, crab cakes, alligator, and frog legs. For those who don't want fried food, there's grilled salmon and tilapia. Where? 9308 Cane Run Road. When? Tuesday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Friday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday, noon to 9 p.m. More information? Dine in and carry out. 502-937-9888, 502-937-1235, or MikeLinuxRestaurant.com. Moby Dick. What? The family-owned seafood restaurant opened in 1967 and is one of Louisville's fast food favorites. The best value, whale of a sandwich, features two North Atlantic cod fillets hand-breaded in cracker meal breading. The top seller is the box for two, with four North Atlantic cod fillets, fries, and two hush puppies. Moby Dick also serves baked fish, clams, and shrimp. Onion rings are hand-cut, hand-breaded in cracker meal, and made to order. Plus, you can order sides, including breaded mushrooms and cauliflower, coleslaw, hush puppies, and more. Where? Multiple locations. When? Hours vary. More information? Hours, menu availability, and pricing varies by restaurant. MobyDickRestaurants.com North of Bourbon. What? Chef Lawrence Weeks puts his unique spin on dishes from across the Deep South, including plenty of seafood and vegetarian options. During lunch, all the salads are vegetarian, including a vegan Caesar or choose from catfish nuggets, shrimp po'boys, catfish po'boys, shrimp and grits, or the bourbon grilled cheese. In the evenings, the crab fondue, mushroom maniere, seafood clemenceau, crab rice dressing, and shrimp yakaman. Where? 935 Gross Avenue. When? Tuesday to Thursday, 11.30 a.m. to midnight. Friday and Saturday, 11.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. Sunday, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Additional specials are planned throughout the Lenten season. Check social media. Reservations are available at opentable.com. That's all the time we have for now. We'll come back and read about a few more fish restaurants in our second sections. This concludes readings for the first section of the Courier-Journal for Thursday, February 23, 2023. Stay tuned for the Metro section to follow immediately. Your reader has been Cindy Fraser. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.